0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com
1: hot mics stop talking about what you were talking about (laughs)
2: careful careful
1: Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Here for you every single week, 52 weeks of the year, and even between Christmas and New Year, here twice, while every other rugby podcast is just thinking they can treat you with the disdain. Absolute disdain. Just (laughs) thinking that it's okay to not put out a podcast. We're putting out two. Yeah. And if you appreciate that, then you can support us by subscribing, by telling a -A 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 mate... Uh, or for more content by going to patreon.com forward slash Egg Chasers and supporting us there. I'm Tim in the Rugby Dungeon with JB. Hello Tim. Who, feet only fans. <laughs> yeah, only fans feet out. out. And Phil. Uh,
2: hello Tim. Um, we get, we get what most people have to pay for. Yeah. With JB's exactly. feet in the pay. middle of the studio. Get it for free. Absolutely.
3: And a
1: bottle of Prosecco between the pair of you. Do do you want to...
3: Well, we were spraying that everywhere yesterday (laughs) after a a famous win. That's
1: one thing I forgot to mention. Um, Jonathan Joseph, um, bizarrely, about three years late, replied to a tweet of ours. Did he? I saw that. It was odd. It was like, I think, because we mentioned it on a recent podcast, I think maybe someone at Bath listens or mentioned it. Oh, they were talking about you spraying champagne on, on the floor. And he might have searched... Egg chasers, champagne on the floor, or something like huh. that, and found a tweet from. Why about, didn't you just text me? That was about five years. Yeah, about five years ago, uh, uh, at least. And well, so, what and, you and said. Who, who's made? Who made this rumor up? <laughs> Wasn't not... it a video? Wasn't it a video I, that we saw of him I pouring seem, champagne on the floor? I seem
3: to think well, it was after an England game.
2: I don't think it was after an England game. I think it was after a Bath game. I seem to remember, and I don't want to be. I don't want this to be libelous, but I seem to remember it was an Instagram. Um, deleted video one of the like snap type videos that disappears it in 24 hours of i think it was him pouring a bottle of something onto the floor um maybe maybe it, was, maybe maybe it, was, it was prosecco not champagne it it was, might and if been, that's the case we're sorry jonathan yeah <laughs> it might, might have been a blanquette de limoux. oh like god Blanc, i can't imagine that Cremont. Cremont. joseph
3: drinks anything like that <laughs> i'm he drinks a Cremont occasionally occasionally Cremonts. Uh, no, I mean it's certainly one of those wasn't one of those events that likes that makes me like him less. I like him a lot more, <laughs> a
2: lot more. Absolutely.
1: Um.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. We might do a little extra
1: Patreon podcast, a Patreon podcast where we where we dig into uh, the Twitter sphere. Well, I've got a
3: real conspiracy theory, which
1: which we usually kind of tend to avoid a little bit, but um, and we might go there with that. But anyway, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the the rugby that's actually happened
3: over the past few days. Yeah, mm.
1: and we got and you wanted to talk a little bit about Steve Borthwick
3: as well, JB. Yeah, well, may, may as well because yeah, he's been appointed the England manager. and We've not actually done anything about this yet.
1: Like, I, I think not, it's because we all, we we did speak a lot about it with the assumption that it was going to happen, and it was a case of when, not if. Yeah, yeah. So
3: we're basically like ten days late on this. So although we're podcasting every hour that God sends continuously, <laughs> we haven't actually spoke about Steve Borthwick. So we, we spoke a lot about him, but not,
1: not directly as a consequence of he has been taking the job one thing i'll kick off with just talking about it was as someone who interviews him quite a lot Mm. or has Mm -hmm. done i was astounded at how open he suddenly was in his first has not done anything yet has he well no but that's that's by the by when he hadn't done anything and he first came to leicester he was very straight combative sometimes is that the right, combative, combative, yeah, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, um, wouldn't be swayed off the message that he wanted to give, and um, it was, oh, "We're on a journey. We're on a journey." And me uh, at Leicester Tigers, very proud big club. I'm here on a journey, <laughs> and uh, and he stuck to that line the whole way. And you have, you kind of have to begrudgingly respect it the way that he just stuck to his guns so, on do it. you know? I but he talked about his kids. Yep. He talked about like emo- emotional stuff that I've never heard of him, mm. and I wonder if he's. Reflected on how he comes across, and in now in the biggest job, has thought I need to turn that oh, towel tab- you know, I well, need to turn that on a little bit. So
2: whether it whether it's just naturally turning it on because this is the, this is the pinnacle. When he first went into coaching, the England job would be seen by him as the ultimate pinnacle of the the. the it's like the final boss of yeah. jobs, isn't it? It's, it's the the top goal for him, and he's achieved it. So that will elicit emotions within yeah,
1: him. I, I guess that's true. I, I do wonder though because my uh, like one of one of the main jobs my wife does is um the, uh, these, well i i need her help right now <laughs> <laughs> the irony. she uh <laughs> she works with like chief execs ceos um high high power business people to try and work on their communication skills so they make impactful mm. statements and manage their their pr both <clears> externally <throat> and within their own companies and I, I just looked at Steve Borthwick and I heard it. I thought it was brilliant. But I, I thought, there's a guy that's had someone take... He's got the biggest job of his life and I reckon he's had some advice. Mm. So,
3: I'm going to say something counter to what you said, which is, during COVID, uh, I spent a lot of time on Zoom watching Premiership press conferences and listening to what the directors of rugby had to say. Really enjoyed it. And two of the guys that I enjoyed most... Um, well, actually, it changed... It changed. It used to be Rob Baxter, uh, then kind of switched over to Alex Anderson. got a little bit bored of that, but consistently it was always Steve Borthwick. Mm. And the reason was he would never rise to the terrible questions like... How do you feel about this thing? Is there a little bit of a rivalry when you go to Northampton? You know, is this a bigger game for you somehow? Do you think the emotions of such and such game will get, you know, because people are looking for stories which aren't really there. Mm -hmm. But every time he was asked a rugby question or a coaching question, he gave a really good rugby or coaching answer. So I really appreciated that because I'm not really there to write stories. I'm there to sort of pick up what he wants to do so I can talk about it contextually with you two. Mm Mm-hmm. And I found that much, much more interesting than what anyone else said because you got a real feel of what they were doing. Yeah,
1: but if you... What's the England one? I, I actually agree yeah. with you on that. When you talk about rugby, he's, it's a bit like Johnny Wilkinson, actually. He, if he's talking about rugby, he'll talk for days. If mm-hmm. you, I, and I'd love to have a pint and uh, with Johnny Wilkinson and just chat about rugby. But if you sort of go off rugby I think it sort of comes to a dead end quite quickly
3: mm. yeah yeah exactly but, but actually
1: yeah. this is what I mean he was talking about his kids yeah, that's true, that's he, true. Was make, he was making jokes
3: it was great yeah. well here's the thing which he said which really resonated with me and I don't know if it was purposeful in the same way that when Eddie Jones purposely went and got Dylan Hartley to be his captain which is one of the biggest pokes in the eye really to the Stuart Lancaster mm-hmm. re- regime Baltic said Every game matters. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was such a breath of fresh air. And I was thinking, yeah, I really believe in this guy. I think, like, although it's cost what about the same as the Ukraine war to <laughs> employ him, um, I think it might be money well spent. I think it might be money really well spent. So, I I'm, yeah. I'm more,
2: I was always in the Eddie Jones camp, but I am more coming into, I'm more um, excited by the Borthwick appointment not necessarily because i think we'll, they'll play um exciting rugby
1: they won't in the six nations they'll play yeah. le- they'll play leicester rugby pragmatic but, but that bo- is exciting kicking, Why is that kicking, all exciting kicking, kicking, well, i'm not
2: complaining yeah, yeah yeah i'm but i'm i just want exactly the the point that you've just made that bothwick made i want every game to matter i want to see a chance of winning every single game and it to be heartbreaking when they don't not like when Eddie Jones was flipping about losing, me on the World Cup mate. yeah losing against Argentina at not home, good enough and yeah judge me on the
3: World Cup and also oh, it doesn't really matter that's that isn't good enough it's not is it it's not and you know, I don't like the idea and I know you don't mean it like this but I'm going to say it anyway I just don't like the idea that the rugby he plays isn't exciting I mean, that Premiership final with limited points was super exciting because mm. of the pressure cooker that Leicester can create.
1: No, but yeah, so when we use the word exciting, let's we, we, uh, we change it to expansive. It's not going to be expansive. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah, go yeah. watch Level
3: 7 for that. You know, there's some great, super expansive rugby, one-sided scores. In fact, the Premiership in September will do that for you. Well, but This when, is big boy rugby.
1: Well, it's th- there's a difference, isn't there? Because when New Zealand won those two back-to-back World Cups, they kicked more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But when they had the opportunities, they're their execution was better than anybody else and they took every chance they had. And that's exactly where France are kind of at right now. They still kick a lot, Yep, yep. but when they have opportunities, they, they can turn Yeah, around.
3: and I think you've made a good point there because I think Leicester Tigers are not the finished article in that respect. So their decision-making to get into those positions is superb, it still is superb. I suspect that that legacy will continue. Where they let themselves down slightly is in their execution, with the exception of line-outs. So... They are the team with the most tries from lineouts, Even more than Gloucester? Uh, I was going to come to that. The exception would be Gloucester's driving line-out. Right. But the launch play- plays from lineouts are also in- also in- incredibly good, more so than Gloucester. Mm. Mm. So second most to Gloucester on dri- dri- driving malls, uh, and then most in the premiership when it comes just to moving the ball off a line-out. Anything
1: else on baltwick specifically? No, just... I, I'm...
2: I'm very, very interested to see how the Six Nations goes. His first squad's going to be fascinating. And the squad, because there'll definitely be some players who are let go. Um, he's not going to keep exactly the same squad that Eddie had last time around. I think it's the return of That's, Ford. Ford will be interested. George Ford, he, he, he has fit, not
1: played his last game for England. No, he has yeah, not. Yeah,
2: I agree with that. If, George Ford getting fit. So will he be fit in time for the Six Nations? Well, apparently he will be. But we'll, Should be
3: fit now, any day now.
2: Yeah, that will be interesting because you want him to have a few games before, don't you? Yes, you don't. Yeah, you I don't think. want him. The sixth of February, whenever the first game is, that's his first game. Yeah, um,
1: he is up against it time-wise.
2: Yeah, but that that will be interesting. What they do, Dan Kelly, it,
1: you could you could
2: see you could actually see with Borthwick just put in Farrell at ten, and I'd be
1: astonished if he doesn't put Farrell at ten.
2: Yeah. Who's his captain? I mean, presumably. Th- that Farrell. is
1: the question. I think Ellis Genge, but that is the question. Genge was
2: captain under under Borthwick. Yeah. And and also
1: I think I I love Owen Farrell and I think he will be England's fly half in the Six Nations. I'd be astonished if that's not what mm. uh, the way Borthwick goes, particularly with the pragmatic game he's going to play. Um uh, but also because Farrell is the best English tenant in my opinion, arguably the best in the world. But um the captain, I think you saw mm. in the Saracens game that's not... Uh, getting on the right side of referees is not Owen Farrell's strength. Do, do you think it's Ellis Genji's strength? Hmm. That's
3: a good question. It is. Yeah. To, to, I mean, like, all of the England captain choices are pretty abrasive. Even Courtney's a bit... Abra- so, I mean, it could, abrasive it, could be,
1: it could be Tom Curry. I don't think it'd be Maru Itoji. I, I, I want Maru Itoji Mario to start Itoji's, playing well. Yeah, he has not played the... He has not yeah. been Maru Itoji that we know for and a also, while now.
3: Mm. is a bit a bit of an arse. Let's not, you know... And I don't mean that in a personal manner. I mean, the way he plays the game, is a pass. Oh, yeah, I, we love him for it. Yeah, so if he's on the wrong side, continuously... Same
1: way. I love although, I love Owen Farrell for being belligerent. Although
3: maybe you give him, like, the captain's card, so he can do that, doing the way that you give it to Richard recall, recall, yeah.
2: Invisibility cloak. So
3: he just, you know, falls over the wrong side of rucks and whatnot. Yeah, it's yeah. an idea. I don't think Tom Curry is Captain Material. No, I think he is Captain Material. But I think, again, the way he plays is so aggressive and abrasive. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no one who really just does their job perfectly with no mistakes and no errors, except for Courtney, maybe. Yeah, probably mm. Courtney Laws is.
1: Courtney Law's comes back in, he'd be a great captain. Yeah.
3: Mm. So that would be but he's not played for a long time. Um a launch would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. But he's in Japan. Yeah. Um so that's that's not a thing. That's no good. One one
1: thought. I can't remember where I saw this or heard someone did I hear someone say it? Was it a conversation in a pub? I can't remember, but I've been thinking about it the last few days one statement selection that there would be that would that would make everyone go this is a new era and also this is a guy that is willing to make really tough decisions for the good of the team ben youngs
3: gone mm. <laughs> Inma- imagine that or Ben Young becomes captain, he'd be a good captain. Actually, <laughs> Although, it, could, it could go yeah, either way. Yeah, couldn't yeah. It? One of the, both of those things could happen. Um, that will be that will be interesting. Well, the scrum half position and the twelve position will be the two I think which will yeah. really decide if both of it's going to be successful. And I think that's where he's got the most room to put his stamp on the team well, as well.
1: Because the, the obvious thought is that, oh, he loves George Martin. The obvious thought is gonna George Martin's going to come in mm-hmm. the squad. Ollie Chesson's going to come into the squad. Dan Kelly's going to come into the squad. Let me ask uh, a question. But I just... I, I, he cannot do that, though, can he? He's England coach. He can't just go heavy Leicester.
3: Well, Leicester are heavy by design. And I think... Dan Cole will probably come back.
1: Yeah, potentially. But, he, but yeah. he's going to have to be careful about that, isn't he? Uh, harmony, yes. harmony in the squad yeah, and everything. You, you think, think back to... Um,
2: well it, it's happened at least twice that i'm aware of in in australia they had who was the cap- was it was it scott Mo- um the hooker Moore.
3: yeah uh yes oh yeah they made him captain yeah is it because the waratahs brumbies nonsense
2: yeah yeah and like in in um ireland rory best was captain because he wasn't leinster and munster yeah um so you can see not, like you've got to be careful not to be, not to favour. Um, be accused of favouritism towards one side. This is slightly different in the Borthwick example, but the
3: favouritism would still be there. Well, I mean... Potentially. last time England played favourites, they won a World Cup, didn't they? Uh, most, of the, well, most of the Leicester squad. There's a fair few Leicester. So, few Se-
1: seven in the squad. Seven, is that all there was? I think it was seven or eight in the squad. So, Ma- Martin Corry, Martin Johnson, Neil Back, Dorian West... Ben Kay. Okay. Uh, ben Kay. Moody. Lewis Moody. Moody uh, and there was another... Was um, another. Did Julian White play for Leicester Julian at that White, eight, is that eight?
2: Was he? Yeah, but Julian White wasn't... He might have played for Bristol at that time. But also, he wasn't in the 23 for the final. No. He, might, he would be in the wider squad, probably.
3: Um, was there a back somewhere?
1: Sorry.
2: Healy didn't make the, the cut of the squad. No, he didn't make the squad. Goode no, wasn't in the squad, Leon think, Lloyd wasn't in the squad. I think that's
3: it. I may be wrong, but I think it was eight, seven or eight. Mm. Try to think if there's another centre or something no maybe it wasn't maybe they were all forwards now remember when i mentioned up and coming young young englishman uh james wilson james wilson <laughs> remember when i said that yeah 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 and you know young uh, young englishman james wilson never made it to the heights of the england team like i expected. Yeah, 34 I expect- year old kiwi yeah well you know we all make mistakes <laughs> am i making the same mistake with harry wells is he south african or something no i think he is english he's not very young about, he,
2: he's about
1: 28, 29, but that's uh, that's The that's boy's fine. a monster. Yeah, and you quite often miss... I think you make the same mistake I do, where you think, oh, there's George Martin. Uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> that must be George Martin. That's why they love him so much, because yeah. he's manhandling people everywhere. So yeah. It's Harry Wells. He's I, an ever-present in that team. I do wonder if George Martin's reputation has been enhanced somewhat by people looking at Harry Wells going, that is one hell of a player. Yeah. He's all quality. over
1: the place, especially when they're both playing. He's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, look at that
2: hairstyle. And he's only 20 years old.
3: <laughs> so, so Harry Ronald
2: Wells yep. uh, is, um, he was born in Peterborough. Yep. Uh, and he was born in 1993, so he's 29. He will be 30 at the next World Cup. Perfect, Perfect age. Age. He's also He's also, he's, this is his Wikipedia listed height and weight. Go on, what is this? I would go
1: six, six, and one eighteen.
2: Just get his Leicester Tigers to confirm it. Uh yeah, so six five, 190, hundred okay, um, and ninety hundred and ninety-six centimetres. And they've they've got him as hundred and twenty kilos. That's good so, enough. So just shy of nineteen stone.
3: That's good enough. I I love that boy. Throw him in. Throw him in. I just don't understand why nobody mentions him. It's like it's not it's like he doesn't even exist. <laughs>
2: He's never been mentioned in the conversation, not even
3: by us. Mm. But mind you, we've always thought he was George Martin. So yeah, true. The only
1: the only real challenging thing for Steve Borthwick is that he he's not going to have available to him one of England's best performing scrum halves, Richard Wigglesworth. Yes.
2: Yeah. big big problem. <laughs> that. I I think Wiggy. I'm certain that Wiggy at some point will put his boots back on again, so he will do the dual player manager. I you. can't
1: see that. Just if, I, there's an in, if there's another injury, maybe, but no, I don't well, think I, so. I think you could have Van Portfleet and or Ben Youngs in the
2: England squad, and then an injury. And maybe a premiership final. And then a premiership, yeah. F- yeah. I, I would, so I, I can I would see not him. be
1: surprised if they've already wrapped up a signing of, of someone new, someone. Because, because you just have to. Well, firstly, his salary cap won't uh, yeah, yeah, Money will be won't available count. now. Um, they have injury dispensation as well, don't they? But um, well, you, And you, you, England
2: money if both are involved. He was already a player coach, wasn't he? So yeah. some of his salary would have already been on the coaching side. True. I don't know how that, that would work. I don't know how that would work actually. It's probably oh, yeah. it's probably pretty tricky because of all the connected payments. Yeah, they're, uh, they're all coaches now. The salary, yeah, exactly. The salary cap they try and cut I mean, down on, on. Sale
3: could have legitimately said that
2: Bryn Evans was a coach for a long time, well, like Owen oh, Farrell or George Ford. Yeah, they they are just they they definitely do coaching. Yeah, so maybe, oh. maybe if you're a player coach, you George are. Just a George Ford has
3: literally done nothing for sale, but coach. Yeah, yeah, today he's done yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I yeah, think, no, I no, think no. we'll see Wiggy. Williams
1: and and we fun. saw what happened when Jack Singleton got a serious injury. Yeah, Gloucester just expedited what I assume was a it was a transfer a, that was probably yeah. lined up for the end of the season. They just went right. Well, we've got an injury. Yeah, you can manage without. Him. Can we have him now? Leicester may have already. Because they they would have been banking, I'm sure, on Wiggy not necessarily being available next year, or yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe they'd already, was, they might already have someone in mind. So they,
2: they probably have, and it's it's not as if
3: there's a shortage of yeah, available exactly. players. The okay. other the other element of England that we need to talk about is Kevin Sinfield. Now, can anyone tell me anything about Kevin S- Sinfield other than he's inspiring? Because if not, we can just move on, I guess. Uh, rugby
2: league, everyone thinks he's a Yorkshireman, but he's not. He's is he Lank- not? We no, know, from he's
3: from Saddleworth.
2: Saddleworth, actually, Lancastrian. Yes, uh, proud Lancastrian. Um, other than that, and he's in, he is incredibly inspiring.
1: We can't
3: yeah. say that because everyone said that. So we, other, yeah. other than
1: inspiring, other than saying he's inspiring, I'll say he's really, really inspiring. Yeah, really. I, I just think like yes, <laughs> top, he's, top inspirer. I mean, he's, an,
3: he's he's an inspiring bloke, but I somehow think it might, in a way cloud our judgment of his rugby coaching to a point that i don't think i'd be i mean i'm happy to be inspiring i know i inspire a lot of people but when people say why is jb such a great podcaster i don't want them to say because he inspires me you know tell, <laughs> tell me exactly why i am knowledgeable so uh, i so, can see sinfield turning into the next uh sean edwards that, that's how i kind of mm. see it going specialist defense coach for the ages northern like League. League. that's what they do isn't it so um Sinfield,
2: I think the end of his career was interesting. The end of his playing career, because he made the conscious decision to go and play for Leeds Tykes or whatever they were called at the time, Yorkshire Carnegie. Yep. Um, for I think he only played twelve months. There. I don't
3: think he had many games
2: either. No. But he, he, do you know what position he played there? I ten, 10,
3: 10 wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he
2: played ten. But I think it was a conscious decision. I'm not sure if this. I read this or I just put two and two together. That the coaching. Um, possibilities salaries in rugby league are x and the coaching um, salaries in rugby union are x um, times two or x yeah. plus y
3: they are they're higher in rugby union i've always thought we've got to be very careful with rugby league because rugby union gets so much british sorry not british let's be very precise english rugby union gets so much from rugby league but you can only burgle a house once <laughs> so once you've taken all of that talent away from rugby league Who's going to backfill the ranks of rugby league so they can take it again? It's sort of like farming, um, but then killing all of your livestock in one go. You've, you've got to keep some of them alive to, to procreate. To breed. To get, yeah, to get the next yeah. the next animal and the next... Uh, but if we're busy taking everything which comes out of <laughs> rugby league, it's a problem because Sean Ray... Sean Ray? Have I made that name up? Sean Ray? What's his name? Wigan coach, Sean. Um, oh, the the... He went the to Scotland. Name doesn't matter. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Yeah, obviously Sean, Sean Edwards. What the hell's his name? Can't remember his name now? Escape me. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, that'll
1: be right. The flip side is it, it, it could be it could also work like your. I know there's a threshold and there's a balance, but it could work like your your theory on what what you would like to see with Wales. Let all the good players go, so you can
2: keep more keep coming have through more opportunities. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Have more opportunities. There's, there's plenty people. of
3: yeah. there's plenty of opportunity in rugby league. I mean. the... The best players, or some of the best players in, rugby, in English rugby union, have come from English rugby league. And you've effectively not completely built the house on that talent, but a lot of it. You know, Sinclair, Ford, Farrell. I know that. Sorry, Sinclair. Simpson. Ky- Kyle. Eastman. Eastmond. Eastman, thank you, not Kyle. Sinc- uh, Ky- Andy Kyle, Farrell. Owen Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I know Chris Ashton, these guys. Sam Burgess. Yeah, I know these guys. Well, most of them have not played a single second of professional rugby league. But in another world, they would 100% be representing somebody. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: just maybe to... Uh, no, how was I going to segue to the Leicester game? I can't remember. Try this. Now the Leicester game. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Leicester game. There was yeah. a, there was, a, there was a, something that connected Balthwick. He used to coach Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um... But yeah, all the games we've seen over the last few days. Um, actually, no. Before we go to that, um, you just mentioned um, Harry Wells being six foot five, and we were talking about um, second rows just aren't shorter than six foot five. That is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Ethan John Banfield emailed contact at gmail dot com. Oh, nice. And said sec- he uh, got a list of second rows of, with international caps who are under six foot five. Wow. So I think I think I either
2: made this point or thought this point. Yes. Top tier one nations. You will, you might see them playing for Japan or for Spain, but you'll rarely, very rarely. Brad Shields.
1: Oh, it's very, very Brad rare.
2: Shields, I bet Brad Shields is 6'5 five. Yeah, yeah, he right is 6'5 Yeah.
1: Uh, Billy Holland, Munster, and Ireland, six foot three. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Small. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Japan, obviously, you mentioned. that yeah. um, uh, There's one there. We're gonna go and yeah, strike yeah. that one. Mike McCarthy, Leinster, and Ireland, six foot four. Andrew Coombs, Dragons and Wales, six foot four. Ugh. Yeah, uh, another ja- Japan one. Not going to count. Uh, Francisco Minto, Benetton in Italy, Italy. six foot four. Huh. And Alessandro Zani, who is back row, but back, yeah, but he can do has a job kind of... of done a job. He's six foot four.
3: Yeah. What's Martin Corey? Six six. Oh, was he yeah. really? Yeah. Cory yeah. was, was big, big strong boy. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about the biggest game of the week? Yes, I would like to
1: hear because <laughs> Phil is. Um, <laughs> A bit weak, a bit fragile today. Yes, all his tries he scored. Because um, Phil and JB, I was—I forgot I was working, so I couldn't play in this. But um, I was playing Bon Jovi to the nation instead. (laughs) I'd love to have been at the the mighty Sedgley Tigers. And you played on the first team pitch as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it loves- wasn't frozen off. In the post-Christmas Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the post annual game, which is what? A kind of mixed second-thirds against the old vets, old boys. Team. Yeah,
2: the, <laughs> yeah. The legends team. Legends Le- team. What, <laughs> other, what <laughs>
1: other legends played with you? We, was Phil the the legend? No, he was a
3: legend. No. Much better player. than told me. I tell you what, there's a guy who played for them. You all know his name. I don't know his name. The hooker. Tell him about that. I, I don't the, actually know his... I can't remember his name. But... Um, He's got the try scoring record for
2: the national leagues in one uh, season for Sedgley.
1: He played. I he's think he's gone know, to Ampthill. I think I know that guy. I think he played. Um... Oh no! How old is he now? Is he still?
2: Oh, young. Uh, so he's still oh, he's playing. He, he must be playing. Oh, okay. Well,
3: he played for us, so he must be thirty-five, right?
2: <laughs> no, it was. There was no. Um, most. It wasn't an official vets team. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, not? Okay. No.
1: Oh, right, it's not who I thought it was then. Oh, right, yeah, he did look a bit young. Yeah, actually, yeah.
2: No, I, I bet he's like 26 or 28 or something. Uh, so where did
1: you play, Jay? What position?
2: Bit tight head prop, a bit a bit wing. Yeah. <laughs> so JB came on twice for me on the wing and also played tight head prop. Once because I, uh, in my, f- the first tackle, first tackle I've made for 18 months, immediately lost a contact. So I had to go inside and change it. So JB had five minutes on the wing there. And then the last three minutes, I kind of rolled my ankle. So JB went back on the wing. And with his first touch of being back on the wing, scored a
3: 50-metre 50, 50 try. Yeah, we nearly scored a worldie as well, an absolute worldie. From, it was very similar to when, when Pano breaks down the wing. You know, Pernod and and… Um, Soon-to-be
1: Bordeaux's Pano.
3: Yeah, Pernod goes on the wing. I think it's Pano, It might have actually been Entermach comes down and then performs a little switch. So I, I do my little steps going on the wing, throw the ball to, um, Irmi, is it? Ermo. Ermo. Ermo, Scrum half. Former sedper. Yeah, my uh, pass is just a little bit behind him. Otherwise, he's in for a try and it is world, I, I think, Sajid is <laughs> <Cedric laughs> signing me. Right there. So, right there. so Matt Gallagher, um,
2: is the hooker. Yes, that's him. Um, so, this is a, a article on him at the end of last season, so 23rd of May 22, so this year, he's 22 so what? he's, so he's <laughs> very much not a vet he's definitely not <laughs> Does a vet did he have a tough
3: paper around then that you thought he could potentially could be, a be a vet well that was just because I assumed everyone was over 35
2: pretty much everyone else like some of the boys there's a um, one guy must have been close to 60 yeah so Mat- Matty Alcock he's, he's probably 50 um, and were there Trump's any like proper 50. old war horses?
1: yeah most of the most, <laughs> most, most of the
3: <laughs> tell you what and, and a few of the uh second third were, <laughs> there, were there were
1: there any ne, neoprene knee supports
3: <laughs> no nothing like <laughs> that I, I tell you what though um for those games those christmas day games which are a bit of a laugh sometimes standard can be pretty shocking now i'm sure phil won't say it's the highest standard, but it was just the right standard to be entertaining enough it so, was it was entertaining some of the carries were very heavy some of the <laughs> tackling was a little light
2: yes that's what i say that's definitely true I, I always find those games, like, there's a lot of um, elbows and knees in the carries. Like, there's a lot of ungainly carries from both sides, because yeah. you've got kind of second, third, fourth team on one side of the equation, and then you've got guys who've not played for five years. Like, most, most of the, the boys on our team, on the Legends team, was like, chatting with them before the game, like, when, when did you last play, or this game last year? Or this game two years ago, or this game three years ago. That's
1: great that it happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing like that at Broughton Park. Is there anything like that
3: at. No, Did because talk H, so no one quite, lives there. That's, uh, that's a special thing, though, that. Well done, Sedge. It it it's good. And there was good, a decent turnout as well. It was, yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, which is um, interesting. The amount of massive blokes on the sideline at Sedge. I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Just huge men. So, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the. the consistently played at a higher level, and therefore you just need bigger men, but they're huge. Mm. Well, even the... the, um, the, the I'm s- talking about the crowd. <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd. There's a few big boys. There's a few of, a few old
2: boys uh, who should have laced up their boots, but didn't in the crowd. Yeah. Uh,
3: I, there were some... Not many big tackles, but the watching from the sideline, I wouldn't have liked to have played the veterans. Or the legends, not one bit. But some of the hits were. There I mean, was a they, few big yeah, hits. Yeah, they weren't consistent. good no, tackles, no. But no, were, no. there was one hit by um by by the prop uh, Ben Black. But, um, he just absolutely slammed someone. And this guy is like 120 kilograms. He's. Enormous. Who the guy slammed or the No no d- right, he's enormous and he just absolutely to someone was like oh my word Ben then, Black
2: is way over 120 kilograms. <laughs> oh, way and
1: way the, and over by, 120 kilograms. By just looking at Phil, he won the third half. Am I right? <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly <laughs> we, we, right.
3: We hey f- no, I, I was in the gym
2: this morning at six AM. Oh We we had a few beers afterwards. My ankle is knackered. I was debating at one point today actually going for an x-ray on it because it's wow it's killing me this is uh, what scares me about loosened, rugby because loosened like, up a bit
1: because doesn't it this is what scares me about playing those vets rugby games is like you could miss a few weeks of crossfit
3: sessions yeah one yeah. day i'll get injured devastating but not today yeah not today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i'm gonna be missing a few crossfit sessions boys sorry about that
3: yeah
1: oh actually that reminds me we had an email contact tedchases at com from uh a, a crossfit and rugby fan who listens excellent mm. the uh, best type of fun uh, benjamin fisher who lives in he's moved to new zealand from the uk living living over there in new zealand and uh, him and his him and his wife both joined a crossfit gym uh, and and he now gets the the hype and he's also had his first negroni recently oh, and uh, well, says, done. well done he says on the christmas show you spoke about the most famous person you'd seen at the gym i i just finished at the gym yesterday this was writing um yesterday so a couple of days ago so this would have been boxing day so on boxing day he went to the gym and saw R.D. Surveyor. That's cool. Nice. Strolling in. That is in. cool. Guess what R.D. Surveyor's first movement, first activity that he does, the first thing he does in the gym. I For think a, it's going to
3: be something with a rubber band around his legs going sideways or something like, like that. An abductor sort of stretch. Warm up. Oh, R.D. Surveyor. Yeah, yeah, po- yeah possibly. It could well
2: be that. It might be something as simple as... Uh, like get on the cross trainer for a few minutes just to loosen off, um, but then so he's not playing right now, so he won't have any niggles, so he should be fairly loose. And it's summertime, so shouldn't need a massive warm up. I'm gonna say he just went in and did my classic warm up tension ups.
1: You're not far off, Phil. Arm curls, Three no, go- wrist curls. F- Phil's closer. Oh, he was. He was muscle ups. A muscle up Muscle up <laughs> Of course he <laughs> Arnie Surveyor Walked in the gym Straight onto Bar muscle ups Exactly of what I did What a boy <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't care for he, he has no care For his rotator cuffs Whatsoever Overrated <laughs> <get> <laughs> uh, He also says um, uh, Does Ben Obviously having come From the UK Now over in New Zealand He says Rugby is so accessible In New Zealand mm. He's going to be Going to watch The Hurricanes Phil's beloved case oh. For just £10 oh.
3: oh, Not bad but yeah, when, when I was
2: in uh, Durban watched the Jaguars versus the Sharks a few years ago. it was it was like pens <laughs> I obviously part of that is the exchange rate but it was it, it can't have been more than about 8 quid a ticket yeah, yeah. even like um, you occasionally read about um, like the price of football in Germany for example compared to the price of UK whereas UK you're paying 80 to 100 quid kind of starting point for tickets for a Premier League game for a decent team and Try and get last-minute Liverpool United
3: tickets. You're upwards oh, of a grand. Yeah,
2: yeah. Way over a grand. Yeah. Comfortably. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds if you're doing things mm. last-minute for big games. But I, most of the German teams are, again, £10, 12 quid starting
1: yeah. starting prices. Same goes, I think, rugby in France is very affordable. Very
2: affordable, Yeah.
1: Um, food for thought there mm. um, but as for the games we just saw over the Christmas period I can tell you Welford Road was it wasn't full it wasn't a total sellout but there was 22,000 people there not bad the atmosphere was ace I i mean I know I gathered the first half wasn't that entertaining to watch on the telly
3: no I disagree I loved it
1: I loved the whole game it was it felt like a proper premiership match right I loved
3: bar. it I but, loved it yeah I'm very much in your camp I don't know what it is it was just entertaining the first half flew by oh, bloody hell that was good Mm. I don't know I, I can't really put my finger on what it was. I mean do we know what the ball in play time was or some such thing?
1: Well there was a lot of back and forth kicking without the ball going to touch. Yeah. Yeah there um, was actually. And it and Leicester seemed to just get the best of that territorial battle which I think is what you're going to see in the Six Nations with England very much.
2: But the half time the half time was uh, it was one penalty from Hastings, two yep. penalties from Freddie Burns, and then the Tuisui try right at the end, right at, at the, the end, end in the in the corner.
1: Yeah, Leicester had their disallowed try, and then mm. uh, that's right because, uh, because okay. uh, Dan Cole tri- uh, held in Tuasui so he couldn't be the defender. That's right, and then Tuisui went and scored, and there wasn't was, wasn't another angle. Yeah, um, now I mean,
2: that, what was the feeling like inside the ground on uh, on that try? Because it looked to me like it was. I'm not sure I'd be comfortable giving it.
1: There was nothing conclusive, so the on-field yeah. decision was tried. Yes. Now, ordinarily, at rugby grounds, uh, I don't know what the politics or what the background, I, I'm just saying what I know, having worked at lots of premiership grounds. Ordinarily, there is a camera um, behind the try line, one of the big cameras, mm. behind the try line on each corner. Uh, because Welford Road's so tight, that would probably have to take out maybe three or four seats four, five, six seats mm. to, to accommodate that camera there isn't a camera there at Welford Road I don't know whether that's the broadcaster mm. I don't know whether that's Leicester saying no, we're not giving, we uh, giving afford- you that yeah. space but whatever the case is um, there was not that angle which would have shown conclusively whether to, so he was yeah, in touch or not
2: whether it was a try or not
1: so if, if that's because Leicester won't give the space over I don't know but if that's the, then they've only got themselves to blame
3: on that one well quite okay so both of those things are important because the first half was quite competitive, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But when I was thinking back about the game, there is a version of this match where Leicester absolutely hammered Gloucester because that two-assault try doesn't go in. Mm-hmm. Dan Cole's not an idiot. Uh, mind you, may, maybe they don't score. To be fair, so you, know, you chalk. Yeah, or chalk it just up gets and given and not looked.
2: Back, yeah, but, yeah. But so there's a there's a 14 points or whatever 10 points. points 10, swing, yeah, 12
3: points. Yeah. yeah, it could be a very different scoreline. So you can what are you thinking? Yeah, that was a pretty competitive game in some in some areas. It actually wasn't that competitive. Mm. No,
1: Gloucester couldn't get their driver more going. Nope. No. Uh, Leicester the pressure they put on you territorially with that kicking game and the kick chase is just it's relentless. Well, yeah, that's, that's how you so win so games. It. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then Anthony Watson, back to... Oh,
1: his footwork's awesome oh. now.
2: He, back, he back looked, to, looked yeah. back to his best. He did. But actually, he looks back to his best when he was playing for England and the Lions. Because I was watching this, and, and he scored a cracking try. I can't remember which game it was. Uh, was it Claremont or the uh, Ospreys the last game? against
1: uh, Ospreys. Yeah. I think it was.
2: He might have scored a few cracking tries. Yeah. But Bath haven't seen this Anthony Watson for about six years. Like yeah. He looks back to his, his absolute he Best. looks like he's enjoying himself well he's yeah. got
1: he has got Alad Walters a conditioning guy yep. if yeah you want, if you want if, if you want another little feather in Alain Walters cap who's one of the most valuable coaches in world rugby um, Anthony Watson playing the way he is is another That that's an
3: interesting point yeah because he looks fantastic yeah uh, it just shows you don't have to play I mean winning rugby is enjoyable rugby despite what people may think about style or the amount of kicking or what not players just want just, just, just wants to win, and that's how you get Anthony Watson playing like he does now. Rather than that star-studded bat team that did well, nothing, nothing didn't actually. years yeah. They, well, they didn't win anything. Yeah, Gloucester will
2: period. not
1: be happy having rested everyone for Leinster and gone, you know, f- as fully loaded as they could. They'll be unhappy because they are, they've got two injuries: Santi Carreras. And um, Lewis rees Summit don't look like good injuries.
3: Nope, no, they don't. Do they? And that's that's two of their back three. I, mm. I enjoyed seeing Seb Atkinson get a run out. Yeah, he's mm.
1: looked good recently. He's decently. Yeah, he's very, very decent. Se- second best
2: Atkinson at Gloucester. Yes, but that's
1: that, that's about it uh, for the positives for Gloucester. Not a lot to um, to write home about there. And we can't go any further into this game without mentioning Ed Slater. Of course, um, the, the first Slater Cup. Um, is it the first? Hold on. Is it the first one? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It, it only got announced to kind of start of this. And season. I think the return fixtures oh, only yeah. the, well, maybe, the, yeah.
1: the return fixtures only in a couple of months' time. It's not long till the, the game back at King's Home. but Gloucester will be all right. They've um, Leicester and Gloucester have both played six away games out of their ten. Okay, mm-hmm. so
3: Ultimate Rugby says that Gloucester are still ahead of them in the league. Is that right? Uh, is that right? I think uh, so not for the not, second. not no,
2: according Leicester, to the Leicester table go, that I'm looking Leicester at. Should have gone above them. Incredible. Them. So less. Leic- Leicester on twenty eight points and Gloucester on twenty six. Right, let me
3: bring up an, a non ultimate. Go to
1: tribe. Tribe's good. That app of choice of, of the pod. I don't know why I do it. I don't know why <laughs> I
3: do it every, uh, every 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 week podcast. Sorry, every week. <laughs> I do the same the same stuff.
1: But no, I think that could be relevant. The fact that Gloucester have only played four home games, and which yeah. means that in the second half of the season they're going to have, uh, hold on, how many games are the people going to have? Uh, Ten. So they've got six. They'll have six home games.
2: Yes, yeah, so there's 11 to 10 more games.
1: So I I think with the... Isn't it interesting this week, This the games around the festive period, the top three teams lost to the bottom three teams?
2: Yeah, and there was... I, I was going to say there was a few upsets because of the sale going away to Newcastle losing. Ridiculous was all that. Um, Bristol, as Bristol as well. beating Harlequins mm. and Saracens going to London Irish and losing... Uh, relatively comfortably mm. in the end. Yeah,
3: yeah. I couldn't bring. I couldn't even bring myself to watch the highlights of the cell game. <laughs> I just couldn't do it.
1: They were cruising. I saw the score fourteen nil yeah. Oh well, that, that's,
3: that's that, it. Yeah, yeah. They'll hold.
1: They'll hold on there. But yeah, fair play Newcastle. Matteo Carreras, what a player. Yeah, he's 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 potentially player of the season. I'm thinking at the halfway point, the contenders for player of the season are Ben Earl, Matteo Carreras. I'm trying to think I'm, I think that yeah. might just be those two Elliot
3: Daly's been
2: good this LA year Elliot no Daly way. as
3: well yes Matteo Carreras can stay at Newcastle it's, it'd be a crime against the they've got. they've got
1: the three Argentinians so maybe that'll what, help them.
3: how long is the deal it must be only be 12 months surely they can't have locked this guy up for a three year deal they can't have done that surely mm. not who knows I mean he sort of showed up he showed up not out of nowhere but it was a bit of a surprise that he plays for a one seven, start with a
1: sevens player and, occasion, and, and sort of Fringe Argentinian international and he's made himself a full on He's going to get some,
3: someone in France is going to pick him up for a lot of money. Mm. A lot
2: of money. Yeah. Um I'll tell you who else could could be although he's probably not played that many games because of Worcester but um Ollie Lawrence I think when he's played for, since he's been at Bath I think he's looked absolutely class. Um I, I really like Santiago Carreras from what I've seen of him so far this year. Mm. I think I was um, Chris Tashunza at uh, Exeter could, could be in for a shout well I mean uh, and Kaden C- Murley probably as well although mm. not really this week but um, he's been playing quality so far this I year I think
3: for sale like the, the Dupree boys Rob, have been brilliant. Rob Dupree <laughs> yes he, he's, if you were going to pick at this
1: halfway stage if you were going to pick a premiership team of the season
3: Rob Dupree is the fly half
2: if you were, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd go for I, that
3: yeah Weirdly, it's like if you were. Wait, hang yeah. on, hang on. Let me just think. What if parallel
1: universe are we? If you were, in right yeah. Now?
2: What's going on here? It's like when you you have a five hundred pound bottle of wine compared to a six pound bottle of wine. If you know it's a five hundred pound bottle of wine, you'll think it tastes better. If you do a blind mm-hmm. taste test, well, you won't quite. be able to tell. So if Rob Dupree was wearing a. Marcus Smith mask for all of these games. You'd be wow. What You'd be a like, player. Marcus Smith is the best. Ma- and he peels like um, a
3: Scooby Doo episode. So I'm just going to go through the He team. peels off the Marcus Smith <laughs> mask. <laughs> so, notorious Englishman Paddy Jackson hasn't <laughs> probably lived up to the hype this this season. Well, no. He's, his team haven't. He's played
1: least. every minute of every premiership game for like the last three yeah.
3: years. Yeah. But I, they're not winning, are they? So let's just yeah. say no for he's now. He's an incredibly valuable player. Yeah. Um, but, Saracens, they've rotated all the fly halves. Doesn't really matter. Newcastle.
1: Oh, Owen Farrell has looked great when he's played there, but he's
3: been there all the time. Rob Dupree, well, we spoke about him. Exeter, they sort of rotate as well. I don't yep. think. And Simmons
2: Simmons has, has been all right, but he's very standard.
3: Yeah, uh, or Skinner is the other one that they've been using. they not McGinsey. used him as much yeah. this year, I don't think. Skinner. Sheedy McGinsey, nothing to write home about there. Yeah. Bath, I don't even know. Is Orlando Bailey, Bailey. Or. Uh, it started as Pierce, Pierce Francis. Yeah, Francis back, was was played to to Bailey at the weekend. So, Gloucester, I have liked um, Hastings. I think Hastings, has been hey, Hastings and Carrera been pretty are good, both, actually. Both played great when they've played there. But
1: RDP, he, he's the one halfway point of the season, RDP.
2: Yeah. Well, Tommaso Allen and Marcus Smith have, have been all right. Yeah. Crikey.
1: What would be the would Is that
2: the bit best? Um, accolade for George Ford as a coach there could be like <laughs> Mate, Sanders, hey, Sanderson said genuinely maybe Sanderson gave the credit to San, to, to um, Rob Dupree's improvement in form on Sanderson playing him at 13 so he can learn to attack the line a bit more but it might be the fact that you've got I... one of the best thinkers, the best tens in the world and best thinkers in the game, saying, no, Rob, stand here. Yeah. Pa- pass like this.
3: What are you doing, Robert? <laughs> uh, I, Sanderson says a lot of things, <laughs> an awful lot of things. I don't know what is true. I don't know what is false. I don't know what works. I, don't know what, 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 I, I simply don't know what the truth Any is. Any other
1: like, standout? We mentioned sort of uh, all, get half a dozen. Any other real standout players this season so uh, far?
2: Valva Ripava Rapalver- Ruskin.
1: Va- yes, great shout. For
2: scrummaging. Yeah. Yeah, and his general play around the park. I, yeah, some of his loose plays excellent
3: as well. Do um, I think of one of the tigers deserves it? I always get confused between po- Potter and Porter. I'm always, com- I'm always impressed with both. Um, Stewart, I'm impressed with him some of the time, but not all the time. I think every, you know, every yeah. third catch, he's a bit like the Fafta clerk of fullbacks. Every third intervention is a disaster, but the other two are solid. But maybe for Tigers,
2: the most important player for the, this half of the season has been Liebenberg. Yeah, yeah. he's been excellent because he, he's just he's he's everywhere. As yeah. He plays all the time, and he's everywhere. I when tell he you, so much
3: very very well for Tigers. Who's not really spoke about much, but Ollie Cracknell has forced his way into yeah. an almost continual starting berth. Yeah. Um, well, except when, you're when Jasper V is not injured. Yeah, but he's filled in really well, and he plays across well, the yeah, back yeah. row. I, I agree. Yeah, you know, and agree. he absolutely bangs. He's a good player, Cracknell. Yeah.
1: You mentioned the sale game, so you, you, you couldn't bring yourself to watch it.
2: Not really, no. The Matteo Carreras try. He's...
1: Just brushing off big old men. Like, yeah, not, like they're not yeah.
2: There. It was two of the forwards, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: The... I think it was Dan Dupree and one of... I, can't I, remember. I think it was the hooker. Was it Ashman? Oh, uh, it was Ackerman. It was uh, Ash- A- uh, Van Der Merver.
2: Was it Van Der de Was it Van Der Merwe? I think he was on at the time. Uh, yeah, he was, it was... Whoever was playing Ashman. the hooker. Whatever. Yeah, it, but two guys who are much bigger and stronger, but because of his acceleration and his low centre of gravity... He's so fast.
1: He just moves. Yeah. And it's not only that he's scoring great tries, he's scoring very, very significant tries. There was that um there was that very late
3: winner, I can't remember who Gloucester, they was. It Gloucester, maybe? Yeah, Gloucester Gloucester. Yeah, it was yep. Gloucester, yeah. Uh,
1: yep. and he's he just has a knack of big moments. Well look,
3: when when your number one winger isn't Adam Radwan, you must be an incredible specimen. Because mm. he is incredible in his own right. Some of the tries that Carrera scores are exactly the sort of tries that Radwin was scoring yeah, yeah, yeah. two years ago. Their their footwork, their stature, their footwork, their speed is
1: nearly identical.
3: Yeah, yeah, it they, is. they are remarkable. They have a good sevens team, Newcastle. What's the? Have you mm. got the
1: table there, Phil? What's the? I do. What's the points difference between fourth and eleventh?
2: So it's everything has closed up. So currently in fourth is Leicester on twenty eight points, and in eleventh it's Bath on nineteen points. Bloody hell! So, you've, you've got um,
1: a nine-point
2: nine spread. spread between the top four. Wow. But with, like with, as you mentioned before, the top three losing to the bottom three, everything has just closed up. Yeah. Or what was the bottom three? Can and I, you know, I, 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 bottom? I
1: think I'm right in saying, just as I said, that Gloucester and Leicester have played six away games, so we'll have six home games in the second mm. half of the season. Sale and Quinns have played six home games, so we'll mm. be on the, they will be on the road. Ah, uh, more yeah. so, in that, so they could, so they that, they that, could be taken, they could be caught, they
2: could be. That's a bad loss for them at Newcastle. Yeah, they, a, you, do you know
3: we? They don't have,
1: uh, but they they haven't they won at much, Newcastle for yeah. a while. They keep yeah. losing there, so mm. it's a, it's a really it's hard not, place to go.
3: Exactly, it's not the first time that they've done this. Far yeah. from it, actually.
1: There was a, there was the game they lost up there when they were trying to get into the top four. Um, if you remember, they missed out on the
3: playoffs. I think now was uh, that was that after they were partying in. Uh, the student Ooh, could have been no, There was one about Christmas time yeah. Cam Neal played um, Hooker And it just went horribly Horribly wrong And it, it wasn't at Newcastle, it was at the AJ Bell It just went, aw- it was an awful game It was absolutely tipping down And um, yeah, King of the North Didn't get it done that day mm.
1: uh,
3: the, the Saracens defeat was probably the, the, the
1: one that we Would have seen come in less Really? Anyone, I mean, no this no is, one would have got an accumulator on this weekend oh, no on, chance. on these, you know, this run of games
3: I wouldn't have bet my money on it but it doesn't surprise me in any way that London Irish can beat Saracens London Irish or what Sale were um, 7 years ago or 8 years ago when we started the pod which is a team load on the table, best team with ball in hand um, they are an incredible attacking side when they want to be but they don't do anything else really
1: uh, Let's talk about the Ben Red card
2: Oh God! So, the, so I can't first, really remember first red card—the Coleman red card, red card, one hundred percent, one hundred percent red card. Red card. Red card. Yeah. The Ben Earl one—that felt to me was it? Matt, it's Car- so long ago. Was that Matt, Matt Carley? Yeah. yeah. It totally, totally felt to me that he was evening things up. Like, I'm sure he wasn't consciously and deliberately doing it, but subconsciously, because it was it Pearson who yeah, was carrying Tom, the ball. Tom Pearson, I think yeah. he was. He was. As high as that coffee table off the ground, he was about two foot. His head was about two foot off the ground. Yeah. Now Ben Earl does. He, it's a, there's a. He has a chicken wing. He's got an, a tucked arm, but I actually think that's more because he wasn't expecting to make a tackle. But there was definite mitigation because 100%. he's hundred percent. He's two foot off the ground. Uh, I I found that an astonishing decision. And the, the the weirdest thing was Carly went through all of the other questions but he never asked is there any mitigation so if you've got a process that says right is it with force is it reckless is it a penalty i can't, can't remember off the top of my head but you asked you've got a series of questions to ask and you just missed out the one question that would give you the correct outcome which was a yellow card yeah i found it really really weird
3: uh, it generally shocks me when referees get stuff wrong like i like I, could, I could because even it's under- so infrequent yeah so infrequent yeah,
1: fair. i could even understand uh, the perspective of people saying that even a yellow card would have been too mm-hmm. harsh because what else can ben do? <clears throat> well, yeah, he, it's, now, I do
2: kind of, Carly said, it was a, I can't remember, a the, the dominant hit because ben Earl did accelerate into it. So, yeah, if you've got time to accelerate, maybe you can pull out, but, I, I just to me, it just looked like a yellow card offence and I was just really, really surprised. Bearing but in then, mind, but yeah, sorry, go no, I was just going to say London Irish. So, they were down to fourteen men for yeah. sixty-five minutes, although Benall evened it out. But then they were back down to twelve, twelve men, men for most of the last ten minutes, or about fifteen, and they they held they,
1: out. Yeah, they held out and scored. Even did they score in that period uh, as well, uh, Jack? Always... Oh, I can't remember,
2: can't remember the, uh... Tom a try. Yeah, yeah, the Tom. They did. They did the, the, the a try in that
1: period. The, the Cunningham South.
2: Tried.
3: Cunningham South. That's it. Yeah,
1: they, they only. That's it. London Irish only allow double barrelled names to score. Yes, Hassel Collins and Cunningham South.
3: Absolutely. So I understand that Ben Lode is about to sign a new deal with Irish. With Irish. Great. So Hassel Collins has gone to Leicester. Yeah. Who's mm. Tom Porton? Tom Porton? Saracens. He's gone Saracens. I. Yeah. Early yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we have spoken about that, but I, f- I forgot about it. That's a great signing for Sarries. A great signing mm. for Sarries. Um, but mind you, you've got so many of these guys. Does what does it matter? Well, Arundel's coming back.
1: Stokes, Arundel. Yeah, for for Irish.
3: They've got Will Joseph,
2: to name but a few. Well, Irish have got the production line of talent, whereas Saracens, you've got Goode. So Malin's going. Goode is another year older. um, Great Mates is another year older. He's probably 34 now. Must be. (laughs) Still going well, but um, they're going to have to replace someone. Daly's not a young man either. He's probably thirty, thirty-one. Yeah. Um, the one that, the one that not—I don't think we've seen a single second of him this year. Rotimi Shagun.
1: Oh yeah.
2: I very, very tiny. Yeah. I'm sure we've not seen a single second of and him they, this year.
1: They've sent uh, Elliot Obertin. Obertoyimboy. O- Yimboy, That's I, it. I, uh, to Newcastle. Yeah. Obertoyimboy to Newcastle. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's interesting actually. Who are the Saracens up-and-comers? Because they feel like a very old squad all of a sudden. Mm. So even the people that I think are really young, like Lesowski, must be twenty-eight. Yeah, uh, the Vanapola are both in their thirties now. Tompkins, probably similar
1: uh, age. The backs that are younger are guys like Manu Vanapola, who yeah, yeah. And, so have and, they played for, for no. a while? Who's the name of the the centre? You know, Don Morris. Is Don it? Morris. Yep. Yeah. But but they haven't they haven't come through in the way that say some of the London Irish players have come through and made the first team shirt their own. You have there aren't too many no, young Saracens guys I mean, that have I come through and made team. an amazing I wonder if there's an element
3: of people mature late in Saracens because you're there to win. You're not there to do flashy things. You're yeah. not there to sort of yeah. throw the ball about. Or could it be that their first fifteen is so good? Well, that's what I mean. Like you know, mm. they, it's kind of like the AC Milan thing where you are professionals. You're professionals of thirty, you know, sorry, twenty plus years, and you're in your late thirties, and that's why you're able to do these things and have that discipline. So that could be a reason. Uh, because it can't be an easy... I mean, even if you do nail down a spot, and even if you are the best person in the club, they still rotate you. Mm-hmm. So you don't get you know, the consistent run of games that you might, if you're in Irish or wherever, you know, Bath yeah. or somewhere else. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, it's a fair point, though. That Saracen's squad is, it is starting to
2: look its age. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And we missing a few players as well.
1: Still away at the top of the table, but yeah, great win for London Irish.
2: And Saracen's first loss of the season. Yeah.
3: Is it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: they win both the European Cup games?
1: Yep. Mm. So they've won. I think so they might, they've they, won twelve. They've won twelve games. No, they've they won eleven games up until that point.
3: They might have lost a Premiership Rugby Cup game. I'm not. Don't follow that. Oh yeah. yeah. If there was a club that I would trust to have more players and for their process to work independently of salary cap breaches, if that makes sense, it would be Saracens. I think we should make a little exception for them now to have more players, so they can go and represent the Premiership and win European Cups on a regular basis. So they've been a they've been a fairly handy uh, production line for England as well.
2: Yeah, over it's, the uh, over the years, staggering, and, and, staggering and other long, countries it.
3: as well. Oh, and McFarland's out for the season. That is a <coughs> huge blow. Massive. That is a massive loss.
2: That is because he might have been on the Premiership team of the season up to halfway. Oh as yeah,
1: well. he would have been Player of the Season. Uh, he would have been one of the names we didn't mention in yeah. the Player of the Season. At I've the got criticism
3: court. of him though. And that is he slows down. When he's going to score a try, he'll slow down on purpose to dive in the corner. <laughs> to make it look better. And I don't like that. I think you just score. <laughs> just score.
2: Um, another guy who might have been as well, uh, Bernard Yancy von Rendsburg. Mm. He could be in the team of the season. Yeah, he's I'm doing great, great things. He, he's been a really good signing for, uh,
3: for Irish. Agreed. I like him. And, and his mullet. Um, okay, so the game you are not spoken about yet, Quinns versus Bristol. Have not seen a second of this yet. What did Joe Marler say? good question right yeah do you want to break this whole situation down a bit yeah
1: they're they're just lining up for a scrum. yeah uh so they're, they're packing down so jake heenan's on the open side flank so he's on joe marler's side uh, so he's just within earshot uh the referee carl dixon is right there mm. yeah i don't know if the were the mics muted because of all you don't could, know do, i wasn't
2: watching i've only seen it I wasn't watching live.
1: Whether they cut it, whether they did the dump button on the audio, yeah. or whether you just couldn't pick it up, I, I I can't quite be clear on. But Joe Marla said something. I think it either concerned. I've I've seen some so people, say, wife, some people saying some people saying it concerned his wife, some people saying it concerned his mother. mother.
3: So his mother, okay. who's allegedly ill. Well, there's two different ways to look at this. Okay, if it is a generic mother quotes, who cares? Like so, um, you know, I don't know. He's been done in the scrum and he says oh push harder," and and he goes yeah i will on your mum tonight or something like that not bothered but if it's like a a tailored sort of personal thing which he's found out and said hey such and such that's a different thing and i i I think there is a distinct line to draw here because the first one goes on in on rugby pitches all the time you let it wind you up and you're the one that loses your head you deserve the card nobody else 100 100 you're an idiot but if I know, for instance, like your brother's got cancer or something horrendous, <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah, I was like, yeah, how was your dying brother, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then you know, that is different. It's, it's very, different, isn't it? it's
2: very, very different. You know, the, the premeditated
3: nature of something like yeah. that makes it hugely different. So I really need to know, like, what the context was. If it's just a generic quote, everyone, everyone needs to be told to grow up now. Just grow up and, and play the game. It's your fault. And retrospectively, just go and ban Heenan. But you know, you also. Yeah, actually, it doesn't really matter what's going on in your, going on in your personal life. It's part of the game. You, uh, you you need to deal with that.
1: Well, there are limits there. I would say. Yeah, well, that, but,
3: but I think I've hopefully and, and, and I've and drawn. You, yeah, you've drawn the line. Yeah, the line as to where you, these limits you, are, and
1: you know it when you when you know it when you hear it. It's, yes, exactly.
3: Like yeah. the uh, Supreme Court's definition of yeah. porn, we know it when we see it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that is actually. They did a lot of research
1: before they a came up of with of that research. line. <laughs> uh,
3: now, the other element of this is Joe Mahler and the continual circus which is around him. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I, I really do like Joe Mahler, but I also find him incredibly irritating. So, I, I like him as a bloke. I've interviewed him, um, I spoke to him a few occasions. I do really like him. I do find like some of the things, though, a the little sh- bit tedious, shtick. though. Yeah, like, I've used the example of the Sarah Sarah interview. Yeah, what a yeah. rubbish interview. And it was nothing to do with the, oh, in, like I, the interviewer.
1: I loved his uh, horse.
3: Um, the horse thing was funny. The horse thing was very funny. Yeah, and sometimes he gets it right, sometimes he gets it wrong. BT Sport didn't need to be re- re- shown that Sarah Sarah thing. It's rubbish. Uh, it's just annoying. That, 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 that was a really annoying uh, clip. And he is sometimes annoying, but sometimes he's not. And he, you got to sort of take it in both.
1: I... There aren't many people like Joe Marler. He's a very unique character, so I, I embrace it in the way I used to love Nick Cummins. and
3: um, I really didn't like Nick Cummins, you see. I loved him. I really... Th- I mean, also, he was caught out because his off-the-cuff sayings were easily find- findable on a quick Google search. So oh, he's,
1: he, he prepares.
3: Yeah, he's well, man, he prepares, but, he then, 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 but then he says that the... He's like one of those you know, the, the online personal trainers that's on gear, but they, but, ne- what, but they like, never tell you.
1: Like someone going to uh, a website for their best man speech.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. But then telling uh, but, 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 there's but, nothing wrong with that if it if it has the desired effect. Well, no. If he says he's de- but he's been asked this, do you prepare? He goes, no, no, it's just you know, off, off the top of my head. No, it's uh, not. Okay. And that's the difference. So the you know it's like the online personal trainers say, yeah, you just work really hard, and you can look like look like me, but they are on loads and loads of juice. <laughs> uh, it's just not the same thing. It's it's not real. <laughs> uh, Joe oh. Mahler, for the record, is real, which well, is why sometimes it goes wrong, sometimes it goes right.
1: Exactly. He's he's a complex he's a complex man. Um, mm. he's unique he has come out and said yes I ne- I do need to apologise I'm sorry yeah fine yeah, so he, we can I, I saw him
2: then. he actually did apologise because uh, Stephen Luatua tweeted copied Joe Mahler in and Joe Marler said I re- I apologise yeah. I was wrong
1: I think if Stephen Luatua Stephen Luatua strikes me as, as a well,
3: a no nonsense kind of guy a no
1: nonsense kind of guy but also kind of old school values a little bit he, yeah. you can imagine Stephen Luatua if it wasn't past that line of acceptability Stephen Luetua just go mate let it go we won the game it doesn't matter yeah, forget yeah. about it I, I can't but I but can't. The, f- the fact that Stephen Luetua after the game after they'd won said I think you need to apologise we That's, had a, a strike t- make, makes me think it was be, it was beyond whatever
3: line that is we had a situation the other day at Didsbury Talk H where one of our opposition was losing his head completely and we just couldn't work out why this guy was you know losing lose, like losing it and his teammates are calming him down and whatnot anyway turns out his first game back death of a close like a close family member so like these things do happen Mm. thing which we can't work out why this has upset him so much or what we've done indeed if we did anything maybe we didn't people do play do play with these things it's hard to know i I don't like the idea so you know if jim all has gone out of his way to do research to, to to find something else and then sledge him yeah he deserves everything we Every, everything which which is coming, um but I just don't just don't think it's that. Yeah, I just think it's I, a really I, unfortunate incident. That that's what I th- clumsy rather yeah. than yeah, um, yeah exactly. Crum, crum,
1: it, well, it may be cruel at the same time as being crum, clumsy, but clumsy rather than cruel.
2: Yeah, and it's
3: just really unfortunate actually because you know that's what that player. I mean, I, I'm sure jay Heenan's not particularly happy with the fact that that will be known as the game where he's lost his head because of something which is said about. You know, something, some, something when, or he's, when he's in a, a bit of a down place. Well, the really
1: good thing about rugby generally, and I, and I, uh, again, uh, coaching a team of 50, 14, 15 year olds. I do say this quite a lot when, when we have some guys that, and I've talked about it before. We have some guys who've had, you know, you've mm. seen some things growing up and mm. rugby's a brilliant outlet for them. Mm. And that's one of the things I always say to them is like, you know, take, take all those feelings right now and you can go, you can go and put it into that next tackle. Exactly. The right. mm. And, and, uh rugby's great for that
3: the last thing I'd say is um, I also don't like the sort of idea that Joe Marler has spoke about I mean God how much do I hate mental health I don't need to tell you how much I hate the mental health initiatives which riddle rugby and all the grifters that attach themselves to it but Joe Marler jo- make, Joe makes,
1: makes campaigning and speaking up about that a virtue yeah so and this is where it, this is where it, he if it was anyone else it might just pass us by but this is why it's, if it bubbles on this is why well, yeah,
3: there is a sort of point there, but I don't like the sort of the gotcha moment. I think it's perfectly reasonable that you can sledge people on the field to get a competitive advantage, like hundreds of thousands of rugby players have done before him, and also care about these things, even though I hate the subject, and the constant talking about it is doing more harm than good. Even though I believe that, I don't think that it invalidates what he's trying to do, even though I think it's completely in invalid but that's a completely different conversation <laughs> well, well, while, we're on, while we're
1: on that and on kind of uh, not crusades that's not, not the right word but, but strong feelings you have towards please please don't get me talking about this <laughs> no 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 oh, it's, good. It's, it's an email responding to the last um, podcast please where uh, do you remember you, you were talking about the suggested law change of the naval tackles below the naval farm, oh yes please below? well Dougie from the Mallover podcast. podcast uh, little listening. Dougie He's emailed, contact at gmail.com and says, chaps, yada yada, all the usual preamble. Um, I listened as ever to your pod last week while travelling home from the darts at Ali Pali, my second home in December. He is a, uh, works as a cameraman, sometimes director on various broadcasts. Mm. Rugby, I work a lot with him on BT Sport, but he works on the darts as well. He says, darts for all its perceived ills is one of sport's great success stories. Mm-hmm. A group of pub-bound men in a hall with ale flowing lean into what the people who watch it enjoy and now has representation worldwide. It's not wrong, is he? Crowds on a a nightly basis that will be the envy of almost all premiership clubs and a thriving junior women's and feeder circuit. (laughs) Compare and contrast (laughs) with Rugby Union, a sport embarrassed of its own shadow, ashamed of its past, alienating its base and doing it all it can to become something other than itself. It's heartbreaking. As you know, or maybe not, I helped produce, or rather helped uh, produce a podcast for a little less time than you guys, but that ship has sailed. Oh no! Keep going. I I didn't know that. Keep going, boys. Oh, keep going, boys. I I what am I going to listen to? Exactly. <laughs> Come on. No. Anyway, all four of us play. You, you must have
3: you must have re listened to your moon moon landing denial podcast now, <laughs> like so many times. You need
1: you need a break. You need something else. <laughs> so um. Uh, Dougie goes on and says uh, all four of us the guys on Mallover, all four of us play and have coached local rugby have travelled the world to play and watched the game we loved and have shared experiences thanks to the game that will be indelibly etched into our memory but no more oh man uh, as so-, a, as, uh, so let me just finish uh, as a group we've all stopped watching the game we can't bring ourselves to devote time to a game that's unrecognisable from Ooh. the thing that pulled us in our children will probably be led away from the game and therefore multiple generations will no longer be involved in the sport JP's in JB's intimation that the latest rule change may mean the same for him really hit hard. Mm. Having met JB a couple of times on my work trips to Sale, I can honestly say I've never met a more enthusiastic rugby man. If the game is close to losing him, it's dead. Well, wow. and and, mm. uh, and for what a desire to to be the perceived moral compass for sport as a whole, the arbitrator of sport sporting safety, um, and then he mentions the concussion thing, doggy reconsider that decision about your own pod but JB what do you want to say on that
3: I'm not I want to say lots of things okay because I want to save this bit for a Patreon podcast but as it's been brought up by a listener I wouldn't mind going into it now but it's completely up to you boys cause it does link very well is there anything else to say about any of the other games we not mentioned Exeter uh, they got a, a
2: resounding re- win against Balf relatively no, no. routine it wasn't, no, it wasn't 20 resounding. points to 15 they
1: there it? to dig deep to win to that one, but they won I'll um, be pleased about that. Relieved.
2: Yeah, I think I think Bath were banging on the door towards the end of it as well. Yeah, Bath, had, Bath had a few good comebacks late on in games, um, but it wasn't to be for them in this one. So ultimately, a good win for Exeter. And that's that's it. We've mentioned all the other games. Yeah, we. I mean, my, we, we my didn't go into depth on, on in,
1: the, the games too much. It was hard yeah. to see all of them. Um,
2: and some of them were like five days ago from where yeah, we wa- exactly. where we sat now. So. so
1: Take all that with a pinch of salt, and Yes. should we wind JB up and let him go?
2: Yeah, okay. So we're so we going to do it now, or are we going to do it on Patreon? We'll
3: just do it now, I guess. Okay, let's go, go, then, let's yeah. go now. Okay, so, uh, like all good conspiracy theorists, if you're going to have a good conspiracy, you've got to get lots of strands from lots of different places and tie them together. That's how these conspiracy theories work. And I've successfully done this in my mind. <laughs> and it was all based, really, on something which Tim said about the two-speed future of rugby, the amateur game mm. and the pro game. So, let so, me... so as it
1: so, what I said was that it feels like they're priming us for the split between the it's pro game, the game and the yeah. amateur game, level different one, level rules. two, by having a different rule. The naval tackle for level three and below is psychologically, on a psychological level, splitting the game into two very distinct.
3: Exactly right. Entities. Exactly right. And in addition to that, and I need to think very carefully here because I've got to pull all these bits together. Really... Is anyone
1: else imagining uh, got a vision in their head of? um Char- exactly charlie that. from always yeah.
2: philadelphia with the board who <laughs> is who is uh pepe
3: or whatever it is yeah. yeah yeah it's exactly that right there's it's exactly that um the other part of this is i've been thinking a lot about i think ethan i can't remember his surname now but he's the guy who spoke about fracking the pie mm-hmm. which is the concept i spoke about the, the other day which is you don't grow your sport anymore so instead of growing to new demographics you then start to just drill in uh, and then you extract as much value from the consumer base as you possibly can. So I think we are currently seeing the unstitching of the amateur game, and they are doing this through numerous ways. The first way would be this uh, below the naval tackle. Another really disturbing development.
1: Which hasn't come in yet, it has to be said. It hasn't
3: come yeah, in, it's only it's a leaked rumour. Really <laughs> but uh, but jo- know, Charlie, Charlie Morgan is normally pretty accurate yeah. with this yes. kind yes. of Charlie stuff. Charlie Morgan says it. It's, it's, it's true. Dis- it's been discussed yeah. Whether it's a minimum. Force, I don't know. Yeah. The other one which is really concerning is the reduced numbers rugby, which they're bringing in. This is a Welsh thing, but also if you look at the, uh, the RFU, they've got guidance about how you play reduced numbers rules too. And this is really concerning. And I can just see this is going to be the basis for future discussions because the logic now is we need these reduced rules in order to keep the game active and so you've got something to do on the weekend. But that exact same philosophy can be used for, well, we need to lower the tackle height. Because if we don't lower the tackle height, then we won't have enough players because people don't want that contact option. And it's also the exact same logic which has been used when they're pushing touch at rugby upon uh, uh, onto clubs. Because you need something for people to to do on the weekends. And if you don't have touch, then we're going to lose players. And actually that's just going to deplete rugby clubs even further. And with
1: the lack of front row players, they've been coming up with frameworks where you can have no scrums.
3: There we go. So you've got all of these sort of little chipping away at rugby, all under the guise of, oh, it's got to be sustainable. And I think the ultimate goal for people in charge, maybe not the RFU itself as written down, The ultimate goal is to get rid of contact completely Mm -hmm. from the amateur game because I truly believe that the RFU don't want more rugby players, but they are desperate for more rugby consumers. And rugby players don't make good rugby consumers. A lot of people that play rugby (coughs) are not consuming the pro game. There's a few reasons for this. It's because we're playing Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, It uh, could be just we've lost interest. There could be many, many reasons. Now, perversely, the RFU has a real issue, which is what it's telling its advertisers compared to what it actually has. So I I was checking this out today with some commercial bots in in, 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 in the RFU, just asking them, you know, am I on something? And effectively, I am. So when they're doing like pitch decks and whatnot to advertisers, there are rules as to what they can show on the pitch deck. You know, you can not show too many men. You, You have to have a certain amount of women, you have to have a certain amount of people with Different skin colours, yada, yada, yada. Because what they want to show to the advertisers is a completely different face to what rugby really is. Now, rugby, I say perversely, because I've just said rugby players don't make good rugby consumers. Rugby's core demographic is people that used to play the game. Mm -hmm. And this just isn't a very attractive proposition to the RFU when they're selling it. Because who do you have? Well, you have the stereotype of a rugby player who plays in England. Now, that generally is a slightly larger man. It could be a slightly louder man. Uh, it's usually a white man. It could be a privately educated man. These are just people that are not very cool in in their eyes. So you can already start to see why the importance of, of the women's game is there now, because they need to show the advertisers, well, look, we've got more women. Now, the easy way to square this circle for the RFU would be to say, well, if we make the grassroots game so open and so non contact that anyone can play, we can get around this problem because we can get loads of rugby consumers playing a game which superficially looks like rugby, but it's not. A- anyone can play. We can open it up, but then they can go and watch the rugby themselves. And I think there's some sort of thinking within the RFU now, which goes like, the way to grow the game, quote-unquote, is to kill it at grassroots. And therefore, we can actually get more a, di- a more diverse range of people in watching and consuming which would be more valuable to the top, ti- top tier of rugby. And I'm certain there's something like that g- going on. And just coincidentally, looking at all of the um, law changes and what the commercial guys are telling me about their pitch decks and how they are selling to advertisers, it does sort of stack up. The one thing which I've not been able to sort of establish, or I have established, I should say, is that everybody thinks that the RFU is completely incapable of such long-term, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. competent thinking? So if if this is a thing which is trying to happen, it'd be amazing if they could stitch together all of these different bits. Yeah, this this mm.
2: narrative requires them to be playing four D chess, and they can't even play tic tac toe. Yeah, what, exactly. But
1: yeah. what what I find what I find quite compelling about your thought is, it, it put aside the competence of the people involved mm. to, to have a, a long-term strategy, putting the Corporate money a, a, trying to generate as much corporate money from giant multinational companies as you can, if you put that at the very forefront, then I think it it makes sense there and because mm. those levers yes. that are being exerted right now, I mean it's
3: um I mean you just gotta look at how embarrassed the RFU are, if you are yeah. of rugby itself. I've made made this point before. They don't sing um, Swing Low. They got rid of the Saxons. Well, no, no the, the
1: people at Twickenham do sing well, yes, Swing, and, swing, but, swing, like, swing but Low, but, in, but the people
3: exactly in the RFU try and encourage them not to. Exactly, because they're embarrassed of what they, all, what they already have. And when the RFU has got its dual role of selling the game to advertisers, but also regulating the game of the grassroots, you can't tell me that those two things are treated equally. Mm. They might say so, but they're not. So <clears> well, they have this amazing legacy of this incredible community game i'm like mm, why, don't we, why don't we just unstitch that because ultimately these guys are business people uh i know the rf the RFU council is not that and the RFU council makes a lot of decisions but at the top of the RFU, they are business people nothing would make them happier than to see revenues grow and be at the head of an organization like the nfl i mean why would you not want that and it'd be so much easier because The ultimate stalking horse for all of this are the concussion activists who are targeting the grassroots game now. And they think they're holding the governing bodies accountable. They think when they say, oh, you're acting like big tobacco or you're really reckless with the amateur players or this, that and the other, that they're somehow holding the RFU to account. They're not. They're working hand in glove with the RFU. They might not realise it, but it's the perfect weapon to say, actually, we need to stop Mm. all this contact uh, uh, con- <clears throat> contact nonsense now we need something completely different the RFU can't get enough of it I mean that would be the perfect excuse just to stop everything here is your rugby consume that buy buy the tickets wear the shirt you can watch it but you can't play it and I, think, I think that is the future but if that is if that is their plan
2: they've miscalculated because it will just kill the game. There will be nothing left. Yeah,
3: there will be nothing left to sell to anyone because no one will will consume anything. Well, I, 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 mean, I don't even know what the point of the governing body is at that point. Why? Do, why can't I just start my own governing body? By the way, well, you could do if you wanted. What, what would stop me? Uh,
2: there's there's probably a million health and safety forms to put in place. In them, I mean, but, but well, what, I know, from from like a uh, like gov- government. do that? Well, you'd have to find. So you could do it in North Korea. Like, you'd, have what, to, you'd have to find a country where you're not, so,
3: not going. To. I'd love to know what the the if you know the legalities of this. I'm sure I know a couple of solicitors that, that can tell me this who work in sports law. But if we just raised two two teams of fifteen, why could we not play each other? You could do on a field. What is stopping you for, doing that?
2: You you'd be able to do that. So yeah. I think you think you'd be able to do that. But then if you're going to put a sports body in place, I would I would assume there will be some. Legislation in place that would set certain standards mercy, for that governing body. Yeah, I love the, I love the way if you your to mind. Meet w- in the park, yeah, you'd be able to do that.
1: I love the way your mind works, JB. And I think you, you are. You, I think there is some merit in what you're saying, whether it's conscious or not conscious, whether it's led by the money and it's mm. uh, it's it. it I, I think there's an argument to say that will be the the effect, deliberate or by design, or yeah. as a consequence,
3: yeah. And I also think that this is going
1: to. I I mean, what I do, what I do believe is that they they will miscalculate. It's like the uh, I have to believe that the you will own nothing and you will be happy. Aims (laughs) of the World Economic (laughs) Forum uh, that they are going to backfire because people aren't going. Ultimately, people aren't going to go along with the ridiculous claims they've got. But the the, you will play nothing and you will be happy.
3: People with rugby aren't going to have it. Well, the concussion catastrophists, as we should call them. I mean, they are really doing God's work for the RFU, if this is the case going forward. Because I think they're desperate to unstitch rugby culture. I think they're desperate to... I don't think they really care about concussions, to be honest. Like, there are some people who are in the concussion space who do deeply care about it. Um, I'll mention the guy now, uh, Ross Tucker, if you, like, mm. read his tweets and stuff. and people you Listen, listen
2: to the Science of
3: Sport podcast. Yeah. They clearly deeply care about the outcomes. Yeah, The players' unions deeply care about the outcomes. Do I deeply care about the outcomes? No, not really. I mean I, I just don't. And I think a lot of players are in my are in my sort of mind space like, no, we just don't. But I think the people who are the most vocal about concussions, um, providing they've not been brainwashed in like a late uh you know, or late converters, but people from outside the sport who go around holding up posters and telling you that you like big tobacco, I actually think their goal is to unstitch, unstitch rugby because they see it as some sort of, you know, Moral uh, crusade. Yeah, moral crusade. Like, oh, men shouldn't be grouping together like that. That is a power stretch, or that's something overly masculine. Yeah, or, I was going to say, I, th- I think... There's something there's a, thing like that going on, something very peculiar.
1: I think there's a lot of... Uh, again, apologies to someone who studied psychology, but I think it's always projection. It's, it is, isn't there's, it? There's, I'm sure if you got someone on a couch and dug into their past, there's, some, there's something that went on with them that means they resent those oh, type of people.
3: I am certain, if I go onto someone's Facebook... Um, like one of the prominent concussion campaigners, I'm pretty sure that all of the other campaigns that they're interested in and they share on their social media will be exactly what you think. Like exactly what you think. They will think in a certain way. They'll have a certain outlook. On there, life. there
1: probably was some some trauma. Whether it's uh, who knows what what it was, but yeah, I, I want. I mean, I'm sure there is some good intent somewhere, but the the road to hell can be paved with good intentions. Well,
3: I've got a lot more to say about these con- these concussion campaigners. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to waste that now but i think there is a lot to talk about here because they've been acting in my view incredibly immorally and as soon as i get to put these parts of the jigsaw together we'll have one hell of a podcast oh that, that little
1: cork board with all the bits of string yeah. going in all directions <laughs> oh there's
3: some very immoral very immoral behavior going on
1: right uh, thank you for listening. Nice one, JB. I appreciate that, mate. Well, well,
3: well one, one second. I, I have to go to the loo.
2: One second.
3: <laughs> 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 so we,
1: we'll
2: do, we'll, we'll, you mentioned, Tim, you go to the loo. If anyone wants we'll, a beer
3: with me in Gloucester, oh, I'm on going YouTube. to the Gloucester, Gloucester London yeah. Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Gloucester London Irish game. So find me on Twitter or email me. And I'll meet you for a pint if you are around the Home area. And uh, I think I'm going to be hanging out with Jamal Ford Robinson.
2: That will be quite exciting for the day. That will be very good indeed. Uh, um, so, should we do predictions? Because I don't yes, think do we actually did them this week. So, predictions. on Friday night uh, is that tomorrow? No, I have no idea what day it is. Twenty eighth today, as we record this. So, on the thirtieth, in two days' time, Friday night. Sale host Leicester. Feeling confident about this, JB?
3: Oh no! I was meant to be on Radio Leicester tonight. I completely forgot. <laughs> ah, got oh them. no! No, oh no! I was there to be a sale fanboy and, and tell the tell the listeners of bloody BBC Leicestershire that it'll be close, you'll do well, but Leicester will ultimately spunky boys. <laughs> Sorry, Sale will ultimately spunky spunky yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where's this game being held? AJ Bell. Oh, give me Sale! Cheers, Sale.
2: With with um, fly half of the season, Rob, Rob, Rob world's Dupree. best fr- world's <laughs> best fly half <laughs> pulling the strings. Um, I think Leicester. Although, Sale, they've got to correct whatever happened in Newcastle. 100%. I think they will as well. Mm. It'll be a good, a good game, that. Good arm wrestle. Uh, then, on Saturday, we've got Bath hosting Newcastle. Bath hosting Newcastle. Ooh. Bath. Newcastle. Mmm. Um, we have Saracens hosting Exeter. The cheats versus <sighs> the racists. <sighs> yeah, the Classic fixture.
3: Yes. Um... Ah, you me back cheats, cheats or racists. Who, uh, who have you got? Uh, <sighs> Fixtures uh, for, for this next weekend.
2: Uh, Saracens.
3: Saracens. you going go the
2: cheats. I'm going to go with the racists. I'm going to go Saracens to right the wrongs of last week. Then Gloucester host London Irish, Gloucester. which is the game that you'll be at, JB. Yeah, so um, good game to be at that. Just, mm. you know, I, I, the Skivington
3: Bowl. Skivington Bowl. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to Gloucester. Last week was Skivington Bowl. As well. Where anyway. was last week? Gloucester, Leicester.
1: Gloucester, Leicester. Isn't Gloucester. Wasps? I know he didn't play at Leicester, but anyway. Did you not? Did you no, know? no, he played at Leicester. He didn't play at Gloucester. Anyway.
2: Yeah, hey coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Sure. He played Wasps, Leicester, London Irish.
3: Oh, yeah, of course he did. Anyway. anyway sorry. Um, yeah, so question is can Gloucester shackle notorious Englishman Paddy Jackson? <laughs> um, Gloucester have potentially got an issue there, back three. I hope Ollie, Ollie Thorley did warm up with them. Did he? Um, mm. So hopefully he's
1: fit. Uh, on, on the Leicester front, Andre Pollard was warming up. Was Interesting.
2: He?
3: Was it? I was Watch thinking about him
1: today? Space. Like, well, it'll be that, that twenty-two shirt, he'll he'll fill that out nicely. They're not going to sign Andre Pollard to be a backup. He'll be the he'll be the boy. I hear lots of lovely things about him. Like everyone at Leicester is glowing about. Yeah, how, but what it's a all gro- what a
3: great it, bloke he it's is. It's all intangible stuff, isn't it? It's like it's not dissimilar to the way Sanderson talks about Manu Tuilangi, or Gus War. Yeah, or Gus War. And also,
2: if I if I'd spend. If I'd spent uh, £1.4 million on like a new tractor,
3: I'd be saying it's the best thing I've <laughs> ever, ever bought. Yeah, it'd be... I mean, imagine if they weren't saying that. At <laughs> point. He's, he's a bit of a dick. Um, I've heard I've heard the same, Tim. I've heard nothing but great reports. And I'm but I've also seen distorted. his highlight videos where he just crushes the ball over. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I hope he does great things. I really do. So do I. You see my fancy rugby draft team. So I'm, I'm are you still for... playing that? Who are you playing against? <laughs> you,
1: you would have beaten Phil if you'd actually set a line-up this week. Yeah, my, team,
2: my team is dreadful. Um, so I'm going for Gloucester at home to Irish. Yeah, Gloucester. And then, exciting game if it was played under different conditions. Northampton hosts Harlequins on New Year's Day. Why
3: do you not think this will be exciting?
2: Uh, th- these are two... two um,
3: Slick tyre teams And they're They're uh, racing in right, the yeah, wet yeah, yeah 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 Okay fair 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 If it's dry it'll be good then Yes I, I thought you were insinuating They're going to get battered On New Year's uh, Eve Oh yeah, they're <laughs> thought me Finn Sanity yeah. From both sides Oh Finn Finn Russell signed for Bath
2: Yeah. We, we,
1: we, we did talk about that
3: We'll talk about it next
1: week Yeah we'll No
2: talk, we
3: did talk about oh, it Oh did we Last yeah. week Last week Oh perfect um, Okay uh, Give oh, me That's a tough one to call that Oh no it's that's not really tough I think Harlequins are the more complete team They are but not, they only played Saints last night home. they've got a four day turnaround for that
1: it's fine, fine. they're professionals is that all four days surely not four days. must be five
2: uh, they played yesterday yeah so it's just 27th 28th, 28th 29th, 29th 30th, 30th, 31st, 30th. 30th 5 days yeah, 5, five days. Days. day turnaround
3: I gonna say, I'm sure it's a good yeah. shout though
1: good point that I'll go for Saints on that basis
3: I'm going for yeah reasons. Saints it's far too much spoken about rugby teams not being able to turn it around in, in 5 days of the course big, they can big courts sort it out
1: Mm.
2: Excellent. There, there you go. go. Right, I'm going to go and ice my ankle. Right, you, you can t- take it home and then,
1: All right. Uh, we are everywhere you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe. We have extra content at patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. Thank you very much for listening. Let the boys play.
3: Let the boys play.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen